Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith to Live By. I'm Pam Christian, your host, and my aim each and every week is to help us explore current events from a biblical and prophetic perspective, so we as God's people can know how He wants us to respond. As Christians, we know we are the victors, and we are not to respond in fear. Yet the church, especially since early 2020, has been pathetic, hiding in fear. We have allowed governments to relegate the church to be a separate and silent part of society. Instead of maintaining a vibrant and forceful influence on governments to assure righteous men and women are leading the nations and restraining evil in our societies, we have accepted the increase of evil from within our governments and their oppression of the church. Today's program is a lion's roar over the church, or better stated, the ecclesia, commanding Christians to wake up and take our rightful place in the world. Did you know the Bible has much more to say about worldly governments than it does about heaven? Did you know God ordained civil government for the purpose of restraining evil? Did you know God wants his people to be engaged in every aspect of society, including governments? Did you know that as Christians, we have all authority and power of Jesus to influence even the political realm? Yes, I said the political realm. Where did we ever get the idea that Christians are not supposed to be involved in politics or government? (laughs) In fact, I'll go even further. Where did we ever get the idea that Christians are supposed to be involved in religion? The Christian faith is a relationship with Almighty God through faith in Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. As Christ's ambassadors, Christians are supposed to represent Christ and his will on earth. We are supposed to occupy until Christ returns. Now, while much of this podcast is specific to America, I want you and other nations to know God has repeatedly stated he's beginning his work for all the nations, starting with America. The Bible is clear. The nations are Christ's inheritance. So let us each do our part for our respective nations to be Christian nations. There is so very much going on right now, and this will be a power-packed podcast. First, to provide us with good prophetic overview and understanding of our present times, then to get very specific what we can and must do in our respective governments in partnership with God as he works in answers to our prayers. Alex Newman is my guest again today, picking up where we left off last week, sternly encouraging all of us not to neglect our civic duties. If you have listened to this program before, then you know I have faithfully dug deep to do research to discover the truth and bring it to you. I have worked tirelessly to learn the truth that the enemy of God has been working so very hard to prevent us from knowing. I and others have become aware of what John F. Kennedy, the 35th President of the United States, learned and publicly vowed to expose and eradicate. But in 1963, before he could do much to that end, he was assassinated. This single and tragic event was the catalyst of many other events in and through governments and government agencies ever since. Events that had been intentionally planned and orchestrated to control the masses while silently advancing the secret societies JFK knew needed to be destroyed. An organization by the name of CognitiveLiberty.Online wrote, quote, Those rejecting the official accounts of significant suspicious and impactful events are often labeled conspiracy theorists, and the alternative explanations they propose are often referred to as conspiracy theories. The conspiracy theory concept functions as an impediment to legitimate discursive examination of conspiracy suspicions. End quote. Then, to summarize, they explain, the effect of the label appears to constrain even the most respected critical thinkers' analysis and challenges to authority. You'll want to read this article for yourself using the link in the show notes. 
Have you noticed that governments and media have been increasingly using the term conspiracy theory, especially beginning in early 2020? If, in fact, this term is being used to marginalize and disparage those who are critical thinkers, what truths do you suppose they are wanting to keep hidden? Do you know that many of the so-called conspiracy theories that have managed to surface despite vehement opposition from mainstream media, big tech, and government narratives are being proven true? Did you know twice in the book of Luke we learn about God's position on matters that are done in secret? Luke 8.17 states, For nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest, neither anything hid that shall not be made known and come abroad. And then in Luke 12, verses 2 to 3, we read, Nothing is covered up that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the dark shall be heard in the light, and what you have whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed on the housetops. I can think of several matters evil people would want to keep secret, all of which have been becoming known starting as early as 2020. And while we may not have all the evidence, an overwhelming increase of evidence has been coming to the light of truth. Here's a list of several matters I firmly believe they don't want us to know the truth about. Number one, the great upset of the 2016 presidential election where the popular vote overrode the pre-programmed tallying intended to assure HRC's presidential win. Number two, the Russiagate scandal that's been disproved. Number three, the reasons Trump should be impeached, all being defeated. Number four, the list of those who are known to have frequented Epstein Island. Number five, the 2020 presidential election with growing evidence of widespread fraud in virtually all the races. Number six, the January 6th event at the Capitol. Seven, the origin and purpose of the release of COVID-19. Eight, the intentions of emergency use only vaccinations being mandated when legally they were to be administered only with informed consent. 9. The bribes and incentives given to people to complete various acts in both the government and medical science communities. 10. Hunter Biden's laptop, business associations, and more. 11. The adverse reactions and deaths due to the vaccine mandates. 12. The indoctrination of our children in public schools disregarding parental consent. 13 the billion-dollar industries that can only exist with the legalization of abortion. 14. The money laundering that occurs especially included in non-government organizations. 15. The real reason for the Ukraine-Russia conflict. 16. The real reasons for allowing unrestrained open borders. 17. The extent and people involved in human trafficking and drug rings. 18. The real reason for power, oil, and food shortages while the U.S. dollar is being allowed to fail. 19. The real functions of the Federal Reserve Bank and the Internal Revenue Service. 20. The decades-long push for a one-world government with the U.N. as the military. This is only a list of 20 issues. I'm sure there's many more you can add to the list. So is it any wonder the whole world is experiencing the greatest strain and stress ever known? Worldwide, Evil has perpetrated every aspect of our lives. The only solution to all these world problems is God. And if you've listened to this show before, then you know I prayed to God the end of 2019, seeking Him to learn what we could expect for 2020. And I felt firmly impressed by God that He would be exposing all manner of evil and corruption wherever it exists, beginning 2020. And because it is God who's doing the exposing, those of us who belong to God should not allow fear to influence us. 
when I prayed in 2019 asking God about the year 2020. I sensed he would start in 2020 to expose all manner of evil and corruption, and he would continue into 2021 and 2022 and into 2023. I sensed the months of July, August, and September 2022 would be the apex or the peak of the intensity, which interestingly took us right into the high holy days of the Hebrew calendar. The Jewish New Year, known as Rosh Hashanah, began at sundown on September 24th when we entered the Hebrew year 5783, which I believe will be a time of transition from God's exposure of evil and his period of grace for people to repent into a time when we will see God's judgment. From Rosh Hashanah through the 10 days leading up to Yom Kippur, which begins sundown October 4th, God is allowing his last opportunity for repentance before he administers his judgment which I believe will be quite intense through March 2023, then tapering off but still ongoing in the following months. Knowing each Hebrew year has meaning, I looked up what Jews believe the year 5783 represents, and according to Eric E. Burton of Groundbreaker International, the year 5783 is a year of judgment and blessing. This is fascinating, and you can learn more from the link in the show notes. But it gets even better. Rosh Hashanah is also the start of the Feast of Trumpets. The ten days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, which is also known as the Day of Atonement, are also known as the Ten Days of Awe. These are days that are traditionally spent being very introspective before God to repent of any and all sin so that God's judgment on the Day of Atonement would go better than otherwise. As I mentioned, the Day of Atonement this year begins sundown October 4th and extends through October 5th, which is the day this particular podcast will post. I didn't remember all the details about the Jewish high holy days when I named July, August, and September as the peak months of God exposing corruption, but all of this is so fascinating. The trusted prophets have been especially busy lately as God's been revealing judgments and some have already begun. Robin D. Bullock, Julie Green, Hank Kuhneman, Amanda Grace, and others have all been releasing prophetic words about the great and terrible times we're living in and what we can expect. And I recently heard from a prophet who is new to me, Dr. Patricia Green, who also declares the same prophetic events as others. She explained, we are fulfilling Isaiah 26, which was meant for Judah, but as with many prophecies, they can have more than one fulfillment. She begins by saying Trump will be returning soon. This has been clearly heralded by Julie Green and others. I recall interviewing Amanda Grace and asking her thoughts about our not needing to hold another election if it's proven Trump legitimately won. Amanda didn't have an answer from the Lord, but Julie Green, recently speaking for the Lord, said God doesn't need another election. Dr. Patricia Green speaks of God's swift and thorough judgment against evil men and women of the nations, and how God's people who hide themselves in Him will be spared, and that America will become the beautiful nation He's called it to be. Dr. Green also said that the year 2023 will be a year of new beginning for the United States of America, where the darkness will pass and God's glory will light the world. There will be a rebuilding of America on a godly foundation just like the beginning of our nation. God is removing the old financial system and bringing in a new one that will no longer be controlled by the federal government, the IRS, or banks that operate greedily. She prophetically states there will also be new beginnings in our election, ending fraudulent takeovers, and establishing a new process to ensure the integrity of the vote. Speaking for the Lord, she says, In 2023, look for more of my children to run for office for I am placing it in their hearts even now. Then God says to his children who have taken the vaccination out of fear and lack of knowledge, stating he will completely expose the vaccination in 2023 
and instructs us to forego the anger we will feel for those who perpetrated evil against us and to look to him for complete healing. It's an excellent prophecy. You'll want to hear the whole thing for yourself, so use the link in the show notes. Now, here's where I want to insert the rest of my interview with Alex Newman. If you didn't hear part one of the interview, please download that from last week's podcast. And if you don't know about Alex, he's an award-winning international journalist, educator, author, speaker, investor, and consultant with a global reputation for hard-hitting reporting who seeks to glorify God in everything he does. Alex is also the founder of Liberty Sentinel. To learn more about Alex and all he does, use the link in the show notes. Now, here's part two of my interview with Alex Newman. You had a two-month stint to run for office. We desperately need the voice of the American people represented in all areas of our government. And yet, you had to encounter, and I'm sure you're not alone, the kind of treatment and harassment that you did that's preventing the true voice of the American people to get into public office. I don't want people to be discouraged because of your experience. What would you say at this point? Yeah, I, I would encourage people to double down. I mean, the the experience that I endured is very typical of what um, conservative uh, Christians face, but uh, we cannot let that intimidate us. Part of the reason we're in this mess is because for so long, Christians have just abdicated the realm of government to the enemy. Uh, that's part of the reason our country is collapsing. That's part of the reason the government is waging war on our churches, on our homes, on our families, on our children. Uh, it's because Christians have allowed the government uh, realm to just be completely taken over by the enemy. So um, I hope people will look at my experience and say, hey, that's terrible. I'm going to run and I'm going to try to change that so that it doesn't happen again, uh, so that we can move this nation back toward righteousness, so we can move this nation back toward its biblical foundations, its biblical roots. Um, and we have to do that. You know, I, I, uh, I unfortunately uh, did have to withdraw it was made very clear to me that as, as many millions of dollars as necessary was going to be spent uh, trying to destroy me. Uh, they were already bombarding people with uh, with negative ads. They were spreading fake rumors about me. There was even people that I, I heard Alex Newman is a liberal. Is Alex Newman a secret liberal running as a Republican? And anybody who knows me knows that's that's absolutely preposterous. I've got a 15 year record that speaks for itself. So so we need to look at that and say, you know, those are the tactics of the enemy. We cannot be bullied. We cannot be intimidated by that. Um, you know, because I've got five young children at home, uh, we homeschool them. My wife doesn't work. Um, you know, I, I've made a strategic decision that at this time I, I wasn't able to continue. My priorities are first to God, second to my family and third to individual liberty and, and other important things like that. So, you know, I made the strategic decision now uh, to, to step down. But this is not over. Uh, in fact, I'm working with um, wonderful people all across the state. Actually, today I'm going to be flying to Oklahoma. One of the things I'm going to be doing is meeting some uh, good friends there who have built a wonderful conservative network to take on the establishment. And they've been so successful that they uh, they they really uh, just now dominate uh, politics there. Their people always get elected to the legislature. The governor comes and you know begs for endorsements and things. So, so we need to replicate things like that in all of our states. And mark my words, this is only the beginning. Uh, I, I can't encourage Christians strongly enough to get involved. Uh, not everybody is cut out to run for office. You know, I'll, I'll tell you that if you uh, don't have a backbone of steel, uh, if you don't have you know a lot of courage, if if you don't feel that God is specifically leading you into this uh, into this mission, then it may not be for you. But 
everybody can help. Okay, so so when you find somebody out there who is courageous, who is called by God to run for office, they need God's people to come behind them and support them, whether that be through uh, monetary contributions, whether that be through, uh, you know, door knocking or phone banking or uh, spreading the word, uh, you know, helping them get the, get the information out to the constituents. You know, Christians must get involved in politics. Uh, the Bible actually talks more about uh, the government than it does about heaven. And, uh, and yet Christians and, and pulpits across America just stay really silent on this incredibly significant issue. They're worried the IRS is going to get their 501c3 status, whatever. The Bible says to preach the whole counsel of God, and that mm-hmm. very much includes what God says about government. In fact, government was an institution ordained by God. God's the one who created civil government, uh, and yet we have let people who either hate God or who mock God or who deny the existence of God take charge of an institution that God created. Uh, so I, I think that's almost sinful that the church in America has allowed this to happen. And mm-hmm. uh, I can't encourage Christians strongly enough to get involved. Get yourself selected as a precinct uh, chairman or captain, whatever they call it in your state. Get involved in the party process. Get involved in the local elections. Get involved in the state elections. And again, even if you can't run, develop those relationships now. Uh, you know, get Become friends. Set up meetings with your state representative, with your state senator. Because you can be a good influence on them. Um, you know, you should be the person, if you're not going to run, if you're not going to help somebody to run, you should at least be advising and, and communicating with the people who are in office. We've all got to be involved here. And, and folks, the, con- the consequence of doing nothing here, of just allowing this to continue, is uh, we are going to lose our country. We're going to lose our freedoms and uh, even our basic liberties, our, our, our right to preach the gospel freely, our right to meet with other believers and worship is going to be under threat. And if you don't believe me, think back over the last two years, what happened during this COVID madness, and don't think it can't happen again. It absolutely will if we don't do something. Alex, you mentioned organizations that are very successful in training people and informing people and preparing people to run for public office. Are you able to share the name of the one that you referenced a moment ago? Uh, yeah, the one in Oklahoma that I mentioned, I'm going to go uh, meet the founder of it this week, uh, is uh, OCPAC, the Oklahoma Conservative Political Action Committee. Uh, they really have built a phenomenal infrastructure there to help conservatives, to help Christians get involved and take on the establishment. Um, you know, conservatives and Christians who are not part of the establishment need um, they need a support network. They need an architecture that can help them because it's very difficult to navigate this on your own without the lawyers and without the big money. Um, and so we, we, we've got to be working on this. It's just critical. I'm very glad to hear you say that this is not the last of it for you, that you are still going to be involved and you're encouraging Christians to get involved. I know that the Heritage Foundation is also doing a lot to help equip people to run for public office. Alex, I know you've got just a few more minutes before we need to conclude. What would you like to say in a final consideration of our topic today? Well, um, you know, the purpose of government is to punish evil. That's why God ordained government is to restrain sin. It's to restrain uh, the the wickedness that uh, would prevail otherwise. Right. And, um, you know, there are some areas where where human governments are free to exercise some authority, but there are others where human governments do not have the power to exercise authority. Right. When God says governments are meant to punish evil, uh, he already defined evil for us. We don't get to redefine that. God said murder is evil, and that includes murder of the unborn. Uh, God said theft is evil. God said adultery is evil. God said worshiping demons is evil. And so, uh, you know, there, there's a, a reason why God established government. 
And unfortunately, even most Christians today have lost sight of this. So, uh, you know, I think it really begins with the church. We need pastors uh, across America to open up their Bibles and say, look, here's what God says about the government. Um, if you want a, a good starting point and you've never done this, I actually preached a sermon on this some time ago at the First Baptist Church of Stewart here in Florida. A wonderful congregation. Um down the coast from me, and that's available on uh, the the social media things, Rumble and YouTube and stuff. Uh, so, you know, I just go through some of the scriptures where, where God directly addresses the role of government, the purpose of government, the Christian duty and attitude to government. And uh, we need pastors to uh, pray about this, to study this, and then to teach this to their congregations. Um, the, the main reason I'm going to Oklahoma is for the Liberty Pastors Summit. Uh, I'll be teaching on globalism there, but um, the, the Liberty Pastors Summit, uh, we've been hosting them all across the United States. Uh, we just had one in Missouri. Uh, we just had one in Arkansas. We've had um, uh, several in Texas. We have had uh, some in Florida. And what happens is these pastors, they they once they realize that God has has called us in his word to make Jesus Christ the Lord of every element of our life, of our politics, of our business, of our government, of our family, um, then, then they really get excited about this stuff. And one of the pastors we trained here in Florida after hearing what uh, what was taught. He went and ran for office, uh, he, and now he's the mayor. He, he won his race. So praise God, we have a godly man who loves the Lord, who now is uh, the executive power in his city here in Florida, which is a, a decent-sized city. Um, so pastors out there, uh, Christians out there, read the Word of God, see what it has to say about government, pray about how we can apply that in the world today, in our country today. Um, you know, our founders left us with a wonderful system of government. They allowed us to govern ourselves. But if we don't know what the Word of God says about government, if we don't know what it says about the purpose and the function of government, we're going to mess it up. And that's where we are now, right? We have government now, uh, instead of punishing evil, we have government punishing good. Um, and, and instead of government protecting the good, we have government waging war on the good. It's, it's simply ludicrous. It's a total inversion of the purpose of government. And as long as Christians don't get involved, as long as Christians are terrorized about possibly losing their 501c3 or maybe losing a couple tithes because somebody didn't like that you you said that abortion should be criminal. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to stay in this mess. Uh, we have to have courage. We have to stand on the word of God. And, um, uh, you know, not everybody's called to politics. I recognize that. We are one body with many members. Uh, but some of us are, okay? Some of us are. We are to uh, do everything as unto the Lord. So if God has put you in government, if God has called you to go serve in government, uh, the Bible actually describes you as a minister of God. Mm -hmm. That's the term that the Bible uses to describe people in government. You are a minister of God. Uh, the idea that we're going to keep Jesus just the Lord of our Sunday morning, and then we're going to put him in a box, and then everything else we do is, is outside of that is ludicrous. So Christians, get involved, read the word, pray, and then, uh, you know, if you feel like God has led you to uh, run for office or at the very least help somebody run for office, we if we're going to govern ourselves, we must do that. We cannot cede this ground to the en enemy anymore. All right. Now, I want to get from you the link to the message that you gave at the First Baptist Church in Stewart. I would like to get that to share that with my audience. And then I also want to ask you in closing, this Liberty Pastors Summit that you say have been held in different places. How would somebody get a hold of that organization to possibly request they come to their area? Uh, it would be wonderful if you would uh, go to libertypastors.org. 
Uh, it's actually run by uh, my friend Paul Blair, and uh, he's, the, he's a senior pastor, uh, co-pastor at uh, Fairview Baptist Church in uh, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. They're trying to uh, revive the Black Robe Regiment, you know, the, the network of pastors. I was thinking that. Yeah, so they're the ones who, who really uh, laid the foundation for our, our government. And um, it's the, the other pastor who leads this, uh, Dan Fisher, he's a legislator in Oklahoma and also the co-pastor at uh, Paul Blair's church. He does uh, an hour and a half seminar on the Black Robe Regiment where he he shows you the primary source document. He actually brings, um, you know, like muskets, that, the actual muskets that these pastors carried. And uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful training. Again, it's uh, four days long. We're having them all over the country. The next one will be in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, after that, we'll be going to Idaho next month. We'll be in Coeur d'Alene. Um, wonderful experience for pastors, uh, heavily subsidized, by the way. So, uh, you know, the pastor pays a $99 registration fee. The cost for the summit that the donors cover is about $1,500 to $2,000. And so you get to stay at a beautiful hotel, beautiful resort. You can bring your wife, you know, you can uh, enjoy wonderful meals. And just we ask that you listen to a few days of teaching on what the Bible says regarding government, what it says about politics, what it says about globalism, education, and all these different areas of life. Uh, wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, LibertyPastors.org. You can find more. You know, you can encourage your pastor to sign up and, um, you know, talk to the elders at your church. But uh, just uh, a beautiful, beautiful thing that's happening. I think we've trained uh, almost 2000 pastors now, if I'm not mistaken, around the country. And yeah, we expect to train uh, many thousands more before this is over. So uh, please, folks, check it out. LibertyPastors.org. If you're in the Tulsa, Oklahoma area, there may still be space. If not, Curtilane, Idaho, October 16th through 19th will be the next one. It's just, it's so wonderful. I can't even, uh, can't even explain. It's just phenomenal what the Lord is doing through that. Excellent. Alex, thank you so very much. You're always a wealth of information. My audience always enjoys having you. I always enjoy having you. So I want to thank you and I'll look forward to having you back soon. Thank you so much, Pam. God bless you. I especially like how Alex emphasized not all of us are cut out to run for office, but each of us can and must be engaged in the process. Part of what I do is to learn all I can to educate and equip you through this podcast. And one thing I recently learned, which I'm sure would be added to the list of things they don't want us to know the truth about, is that there was a stolen Dominion voting machine from Michigan that was bought by an Uber driver from a Goodwill store for $7.99. And it was sold via eBay for $1,200. The Michigan Secretary of State didn't even realize the machine had been stolen. I know, truth is stranger than fiction, right? But what does this story tell us about the lack of respect for the laws concerning our elections and the growing evidence for election fraud? The link to that story is in the show notes. And another thing I do is to try to take action where I can with whatever I learn. For example, I learned Mike Lindell was heading up an effort where anyone can secure the cast vote records for our respective counties. They explained the cast vote records are the easiest, clearest indicators of whether or not there is machine-based election fraud. So I simply followed their instructions and very easily obtained the cast vote records for my county. All it took was a little of my time and I sent it off to Lindell's team only to receive a very nice thank you note back that such help is invaluable. And you can do the same for your county. Check out the link in the show notes and do this very easy task as part of fulfilling your civic duty. I've also learned about other organizations that are doing excellent work to uncover election fraud, and I've provided links to them in the show notes. I'm sure they can use volunteer help and financial contributions as well. I also have the links to the organizations Alex mentioned 
and others where you can get training and education, and you can send your pastor to the Liberty Pastor Summit to help get the righteous men and women in office that God said he wanted through Dr. Patricia Green. Next week, I'll have more to share specific to our current times and how God wants us to respond. We are one body with many parts, and we earnestly need each part to do its work. Seek the Lord about His plan for your life, especially in these highly significant days. As General Michael Flynn says, local involvement means national impact, and as I'll say, making national impact is what we must do, since the nations are Christ's inheritance. To help you confidently purchase goods and services you need while supporting the financial needs of this podcast, I've been vetting different potential affiliates. I don't have traditional commercial sponsors because that would mean they have a say in the content of this podcast. Instead, I seek affiliates who essentially pay me a commission for each sale I bring them, and that keeps me in control of the podcast content. This is yet another way I seek to demonstrate integrity to you, my listeners. I ask you to use my affiliate page link to listen to the interviews I've conducted in the vetting process. Of course, you still need to do your own due diligence to make your own decisions on what to purchase. But to help you, I am researching companies, interviewing their representatives, and providing you with a journal of my own personal experiences using their products and services. You'll find a link to the interviews in the show notes. And when it comes to your health, I want you to know about Infinity, a company dedicated to helping us detoxify our bodies and get to an optimum and healthy weight. I've begun using their products, and I especially like their detoxifying products, and I really love their Java Boost drink. You'll need to learn more and hopefully try it for yourself. And I've probably been promoting Dr. Zelenko's Z-Stack supplements. They contain zinc, quercetin, and vitamins C and D, which are formulated in just the right amount to help you boost your immune system. You know, your immune system can be weakened by over 300 different primary immunodeficiency disorders. Use the link in my show notes or go to his website and use the promo code FTLB, which stands for Faith to Live By, and receive a 5% coupon discount. If you choose, you can subscribe and receive a 10% discount. And don't forget about Operation Tomahawk. It's an excellent program that I'm using, and I encourage all of my listeners to use it as well. You can get your household and healthcare products from an American-owned and operated company that are not made with genetically modified ingredients or with toxins. You know, if just 25% of all Christians stopped purchasing from the woke corporations, we would hit them in their bottom line and create a demand for change, and this is what we want. So let's put our feet to our prayers and spend our money in ways that will make a kingdom difference. And don't forget about my own award-winning books available from my website. When you purchase my books or products or services from any of my affiliates, you get something you want, and at the same time, you support me. It's a benefit for all of us. Shop for yourself or shop to get gifts for friends and family. Christmas is right around the corner. Your support is greatly appreciated, and when you purchase through my web store, be sure to use the promo code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H. Use it at checkout and get 20% discount. I sincerely hope you appreciate my dedication to you through these podcasts. Let me know how this podcast impacts you and what you are now doing in response to the equipping you've received through me. My email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. Depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the gospel and it helps people learn how to best apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victories over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him.